Welcome to Theory of Indivisibility, solutions-focused evolutionary analysis of our social, economic, and political systems delivered to you in short, digestible episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Sunjata. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Theory of Indivisibility. I'm so happy that you were able to carve out some time in your busy schedule to listen to another episode as the vision unfolds. During season one of Theory of Indivisibility, we are exploring the evolutionary origins, current complexities, and how my theory of indivisibility applies to the following social systems. Power over, patriarchy, religion, ownership, capitalism, democracy, racism, and education. In the previous episode, we discussed the current complexities of religion, including a discussion about why so many people are opting out of religion and on the debate between science and religion about creation. During today's episode, we're going to discuss how my theory of indivisibility applies to religion. So before we get into it, I just want to make a few announcements. The show is available on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts, so don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a new release. And if you like what you hear, please leave a rating and review. It helps to attract more listeners to the show. Up until this point, I believe I have one review on Apple Podcasts, so if you're listening and if you've been following along, it will really, really mean a lot if you just took a moment to even write just one sentence. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm excited to share that I've consolidated all of my independent educator slash anti-oppression and social sustainability activism work under a brand called Grow. Grow has been the home of my work in self-directed education slash unschooling for over four years. And now it is also the new home to several initiatives of mine and others, including this podcast. I'm in the process of building the Grow Network with other like-minded people who want to create and share gifts towards helping create socially and environmentally sustainable societies around the world. So check us out at igotogrow.com to learn more. You can also follow me on Instagram at igotogrow. That's I-G-O-T-O-G-R-O-W. Thank you and a huge shout out to my newest patron, Adrian. Adrian, I really appreciate your support and your appreciation for this work. I had an opportunity to meet Adrian at a conference that I was at in New York uh, about two weekends ago, and I didn't know that our conversation would lead to you actually listening to the podcast and then actually becoming a patron. I'm just so grateful, and I really appreciate it. If you're someone who's listening to this show and you've listened to a few shows and you get value out of the things that I'm sharing please consider visiting patreon.com forward slash live indivisible and becoming a patron. My theory of indivisibility is rooted in the belief that we need to move away from social systems rooted in power over, control, and coercion, and transition to social systems rooted in power with dynamics like collaboration, agency, and consent, 
that promotes sustainability, liberation, and unconditional love. It's also rooted in the fact that systems greatly influence individual choices, which I provide evidence for in episode three. So therefore, we can design social systems that produce balance and sustainability and meets everyone's needs instead of how our current social systems produce competition, instability, and and imbalance due to centuries of the pursuit of accumulating and protecting power and resources. So how does my theory apply to religion? Well, in my mind, I imagine taking all religions and dropping them into a strainer and shaking out all of the power over patriarchy, control, and coercion embedded in them. And after doing this, we would be left with religious practices centered on spirituality. I'm fully aware that spirituality means different things to different people, but I'm focused on the definition of spirituality that is about individuals identifying their purpose in life and gaining a sense of personal peace. The following thoughts on spirituality are from a Psychology Today article titled The Psychology of Spirituality, written by Stephen Diamond, Ph.D. Begin quote. Spirituality can best be characterized by psychological growth, creativity, consciousness, and emotional maturation. In this sense, spirituality is the antithesis to pseudo-innocence, meaning the naive denial of destructiveness in ourselves and others. Spirituality entails the capacity to see life as it is wholly, including the tragic existential realities of evil, suffering, death, and the demonic, and to love life nonetheless. This quote-unquote love of fate is a spiritual achievement of the highest magnitude, end quote. So I use the term within that quote, uh, I, I said a word called demonic, and because I grew up Christian, demonic meant demonic. It was like a way that I've heard people say demonic. Sometimes it sounds like demonic. So that's what I thought it was. But I looked it up. And in psychology, the demonic refers to a natural human impulse within everyone to affirm, assert, perpetuate, and increase the self to its complete totality. And that's spelled D-A-I-M-O-N-I-C, demonic. So after straining out power over and patriarchy from religions around the world, religious believers would also be able to let go of the need to compete with science. Before the evolution of science as a means to provide testable explanations and predictions about the creation of our universe and the behavior of the physical and natural world, humans created stories to explain these phenomena. Without power over and patriarchy and the divisive tactics and control and coercion needed to maintain them, there would no longer be a reason to defend these stories as facts based on someone's faith and their indoctrinated beliefs. Science provides a method of providing proof of what is factual with empirical evidence, so it is important to acknowledge that beliefs are not facts. With that said, I still believe that people should be able to freely believe what they want, as long as those beliefs don't infringe on the rights of others to do the same or endanger others. So another, another term that I want to just unpack is empirical. So empirical evidence, what does that mean? Well, empirical simply means evidence that you can, you can see, you can experience with your senses, 
You can see, hear, touch, feel, taste. That's what empirical evidence is. So let's take a look at just a few examples of how people have begun to apply these principles to their practice of spirituality from within and outside of religion. One example is Unitarian Universalists. The following is from the Unitarian Universalist Association website. Begin quote. The Unitarian Universalist Association is the central organization for the Unitarian Universalist religious movement in the United States. The UUA the UUA's 1,000-plus member congregations are committed to seven principles that include the worth of each person, the need for justice and compassion, and the right to choose one's own beliefs. Our faith tradition is diverse and inclusive. We grew from the union of two radical Christian groups, the Universalists, who organized in 1793, and the Unitarians, who organized in 1825. They joined to become the UUA in 1961. Each UU congregation is autonomous. Congregational leaders set their own priorities and choose their own ministers and staff. Congregations vote for the leaders of the UUA, who oversee the central staff and resources. End quote. The next group that I want to share some information about is the First Existentialist Congregation in Atlanta. So it's important to note that they are members of the Unitarian Universalist Association. And the following information is from their website. Begin quote. We are not a religion. We are an experiment in philosophical spiritual community. We believe in individual freedom, personal responsibility, and the importance of community. We believe that each person must seek their own path and find their own truth. We think that we can hold different beliefs, yet live together in community and treat one another with kindness and respect. Members of our congregation self-identify as Jewish, Catholic, Christian, Buddhist, pagan, Wiccan, Muslim, agnostic, or atheist. But we all come together to celebrate that we can all seek different paths, yet still be a part of the same community. We believe in social justice for all people. We believe that no one should be excluded or discriminated against due to race, gender and sexual orientation, physical or intellectual abilities, country of origin, or religion. At our Sunday celebrations of life, we hear invited guest speakers who bring us inspiring and informative messages that touch our hearts, feed our intellects, and rouse our spirits. End quote. The next alternative to traditional religion that I want to share is about a group of people who consider themselves humanists. The following is from the American Humanist Association website. Begin quote. What does being a humanist mean? Kurt Vonnegut, who served for many years as the AHA's honorary president, maybe said it most succinctly when he observed that being a humanist means trying to behave decently without expectation of rewards or punishment after you are dead. Humanism is a worldview that says that reason and science are the best ways to understand the world around us and that dignity and compassion should be the basis for how, for how you act towards someone else. Humanism is non-theistic, 
By this, we don't mean to say that there is no God. Instead, we say that there is no proof for the existence of God, any gods, the supernatural, or an afterlife. Therefore, we take very seriously the idea that no deity will save us. We must save ourselves. We are living the only life we'll have in the only world we know about. The responsibility for choices we make are ours and ours alone. Though the AHA was founded in 1941, our history can be tracked back to 1927 when professors and seminarians at the University of Chicago organized the Humanist Fellowship and began publishing the New Humanist magazine. End quote. Meditation and yoga are also spiritual practices that many people around the world now use as a spiritual practice outside of the construct of religion. The complexity of the evolution of religions around the world is that they initially evolved to serve many purposes that were hugely beneficial to the development of human societies. Like, for example, religion gave tribes and villages of people shared meaning and comfort in the face of life's challenges. It provided a structure, language, and rituals for morality and spiritual growth. As time passed, populations grew and power over and patriarchy evolved. Rulers began to use religion to maintain a social order that they felt was beneficial to survival, which was the accumulation and protection of power and resources. As a result, many religions evolved to adopt dogma and doctrine that served to condition and control the masses and make them dutiful servants. Rulers were the first religious leaders and their words slash demands eventually became written in story form as the word of God. And those words were never to be questioned or there would be dire consequences. The social conditions of the post-agricultural revolution era made survival dependent on the accumulation and protection of power and resources. And over time, that gave way to modern social systems designed to do just that. We will explore the evolutionary origins of one of those social systems, the concept of ownership, next time on Theory of Indivisibility. Theory of Indivisibility is written and produced by me. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform and share it with friends on social media. It really helps a lot. It takes 20 to 30 hours of research, writing, producing, and editing to complete each show. So if you like what you hear, you can show your support in helping to make this show more sustainable by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash live indivisible. That is also where you'll find show notes and resources for each episode. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I love y'all. Peace.
but they're running so fast. But will I slow down? The wheels and the bus go round and round. Sitting thinking how I'm living, what the long, and now I'm coming to a point where I'm bridging the gap. I reckon living with the interpersonal theme song, New Vision, is performed by Achilles the Cosmonaut. Find more from Achilles the Cosmonaut on your favorite music streaming app. New vision, no time, open your mind to this. New vision, no time, open your mind to this.